Welcome to Jab, Cross, Hook, a fan-sided fight show with your hosts, Ian McMillan, Amy Kaplan, and Reed Wallach. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Jab, Cross, Hook, a fan-sided MMA show. Myself, Ian McMillan, Reed Wallach, and Amy Kaplan here uh, to break down this week's fights. And we're going to talk about uh, last week's fights uh, as well. And let's cut uh, right to the chase really quick, guys. We were terrible uh, with our draft picks last week. They let us back, though. They did allow us back. I guess they gave us a little bit of a mulligan on the first show. Um, but for those of you who didn't tune in the first show, uh, what this is, it's an MMA bet draft. We are going to go through. We have three rounds this time. We are going to draft bets for this weekend's UFC card. Uh, and whoever comes out with the best record will be declared the winner. Last week, um, our special guest, uh, Jeff Molina, Swept the board. 4-0. He was the only guy who did well, and I kind of expected that. He went against me. We had three opposite picks, and he went 3-0, and then he won his other bet as well. So he went 4-0. We will have him back on the show again sometime, and we will uh, declare him the the first king of the bet draft. I went 0-4, a complete reverse sweep. Amy and Reed, you both went 1-3. Amy, you won with Kyler Phillips, and Reed, you won with Israel Adesanya in the main event. Reed, you did technically win out of the three of us because you, uh, your one win was uh, the, the odds were a little bit better than Amy's win. Uh, so we are going to pick the draft order. We are going to get into the draft um, a little bit. Uh, coming up in a little bit, first, we I do want to recap kind of what happened here this past weekend. We are going to have on special guest uh, Vanessa Demopoulos here in a few minutes to talk to her as well. And then at the end, we will get... Uh, into the draft. But first of all, hello. It is nice to see you too. It has become our kind of tradition, even though it's only two weeks, that we are all kind of having a few drinks, even though it's a Wednesday night. But who cares? It's Wednesday yeah. night. Let's have a couple drinks. Reed, I hear you switched up your beer. Are you hoping for some better luck with a new beer this week or what? Well, I did win and I did drink a victory. Technically. Uh, I did a victory ale last week. So I did go to the local bodega across the street and we got a Trogs Sunshine Pilner. I've never had it before. Well, Got that going. Solid, rock solid Pilsner right there. Nothing special. Not, gets the job done. But no, UFC 271, great card, I thought. A lot of action. Draft, not as great. But I will say that I thought my picks were in the right place. Uh, I would say besides Izzy, my three other picks had all lost. I thought they won all three of their first rounds. I had Sergey Mara- Morozov, who bloodied up his opponent and Draj in the first round. Crazy comeback victory. Alexander Hernandez, I thought, competitive first round. He was submitted in the second round. And Derek Brunson, pretty uh, like out on his feet in the second round after winning the first round. But overall, awesome card. I was impressed. I thought I was in the right place. I ended up winning. So overall, not too shabby. Amy, what do you think? I mean, it was a great card. Oh, wait, I got to talk about my drink. I've <laughs> yeah, got, what are you drinking? I've got peach wine basically juice i don't really drink much but i you know that's pretty good but yes um i you know just personally normally i'm at the fights and so it was really nice to be at home on my couch in my yoga pants my feet up and i could hear the commentary i could go to the bathroom if i wanted because that last pay-per-view card we had to go up an elevator and through the concrete was crazy like why we just nobody went to the bathroom the whole time so it's like being able to enjoy the fight like a fan does was really kind of cool. So I, I really, really enjoyed that. I think I might stay home a little bit more often. <laughs> uh, I actually have a lot of thoughts about the main event, but I'm going to wait till we bring on uh, Vanessa to get her thoughts as well before we kind of dive into that a uh, little bit. 
I am drinking a little craft beer, Bronx Brewery, staying local here in New York City. Uh, it's an IPA. I have my gripes about New York City beer, not nearly as good as uh, good old Nova Scotia beer up in Atlanta, Canada, but <laughs> not bad. I had to change things up as well. Reverse sweep was was brutal. I will kind of give, give all of us a little bit of an out here, a little bit of an excuse for why we did so bad. I think the draft format kind of encourages you to take underdogs to kind of get up on, on kind of each other and kind of uh, uh, on the competition this past weekend. Terrible, terrible, terrible card. If you're an underdog better uh, favorites went 11 and three, the only underdogs that won were tied to Vasa was the only main card underdog that won. AJ Dobson was technically an underdog, uh, but some books actually had it as a pick em, So like, Caught barely an underdog. And then Douglas that. Silva de Andrade, uh, one of the first fights of the night, uh, was the those were the three underdogs that won. So favorites were big. Uh, are you two going to be changing up your draft strategy at all this week? No, but I, I just gave away what my strategy is. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to get some inside info. I can't come last again. So before we get into this card itself, because it's definitely that it's it's a fight card for sure. Uh, it's. You know, I, I don't see that many spots on the card. So I guess if I know we're going to shorten the draft a little bit, but if a few of my guys or, or uh, women get knocked off early, I'm going to have to start taking some shots on some underdogs. I do see a few, you know, plus 250, plus 300 shots on the board. So I think there is some variance coming on this card, especially these lesser known cards. You kind of see maybe miss mispriced favorite here and there, but overall going to stick to the process. I mean, technically I won, so I can't complain that much, but yeah, I'm pumped to get into it and also pumped to hear, Ian, I know you have a lot of thoughts on the 271 main event. Yeah, so let's get into it. Quick reminder for everyone watching, please uh, like the video, subscribe to it on YouTube, all that good stuff. Thank you for tuning in. Shout out uh, to Ben Davis in the comments and AJ Hoffman in the comments. Let's go. Let's have a little bit of a better week with our bets. Or maybe if you're watching, just go ahead and bet the opposite on all of our picks and you'll probably uh, you'll probably come out on top. Uh, but let's get to our special guest uh, here really quick. Vanessa Demopoulos, fresh off her first win inside the UFC there Women's Strawweight Fighter. Congratulations on your latest win there a couple weeks ago, Vanessa. Um, I do want to ask you right off the top here, uh, are you sick of people mispronouncing your name? Do you get that a lot? Because a lot of people mispronounce my first name, so I can relate to that a little bit. I get Lane a lot. People don't think it's Ian. Do, you get, do you, people mispronounce your last name? I mean, like Joe Rogan mispronounced and totally chopped it up. Worse than I've heard anybody chop it up. So <laughs> I think like if Joe can mess it up that badly, like it's just an expected name that people are just going to mess up, you know? <laughs> I actually like hearing the weird pronunciations of it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of expected that with my, with my first name. I get Lane. Uh, it's a weird way to spell Ian. So at this point, I'm just like, accepted it. It doesn't even bother me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Vanessa, fresh off your first UFC win. I got to ask you, because this is something I've always been curious as a fan of the sport for, for basically forever. Is there anything that matches that feeling that you get when you get your first win inside the UFC octagon? I can say it kind of seems like you're still living off the high. Of it. Is, <laughs> is there any feeling that matches that at all? Man. Um, okay. So like, no, Short answer. <laughs> but okay, so like if you were gonna like okay, imagine like you go to the store and you're like, man, I want something sweet, right? And then all of a sudden it's like boom, there's your absolute favorite dessert. But not only that, like you didn't even know that they had it, right? Like you walk into like a barbecue joint, but you wanted something sweet and they have your absolute most favorite dessert, and then like your favorite people are there with your favorite dessert at a place that you had no idea it was gonna be there. And it's like the best birthday ever, cause it wasn't even your birthday, but now it is. 
Like, I don't know how to describe how amazing it feels, but that's kind of close. <laughs> I'm Wait, what's amazing your analogy. I need to know what the favorite dessert is. Oh, so I love like a really good Boston cream pie with like extra fruit mm-hmm. on top. Yeah. And like some gummy bears on the side. Nice. Ooh, I'm a big, I'm a big gummy bears guy. Yeah. I'm a yeah. big gummy bears guy. Vanessa, you didn't just win though in your debut. You crazy comeback, impressive submission. So how did that all go down? Did you envision that? Ha- is that how you envisioned your debut going? Or was that completely out of left field? You kind of just made it happen. Uh, well, what happened was out of left field, but I absolutely envisioned myself um, grappling, you know, catching an arm bar. I honestly wanted to get a stripper choke off, but I'll take an <laughs> arm bar. Um, yeah, I envisioned the 50K bonus. I envisioned me talking to Joe Rogan, like all of these things, like literally everything, like, and it was so much better and more amazing than I could have ever even like imagined it when I was imagining it. <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned Joe Rogan and and just the way like he had, you know, he's not at every fight and he wasn't at this last one, which is kind of controversial, but like it, it couldn't have happened any other way. Cause if you had been on this card, this last card, you wouldn't have been able to jump into his arms. You wouldn't be able to have that iconic moment. So it really, like you're saying, you're like, it happened the way it's supposed to happen. Just crazy. So much better because I was supposed to fight the week before at the apex. And yeah, he would not have been there. And I still would have got a post fight interview, but it would have looked totally different. You know, man, it was just like so incredible to fight in front of fans and like be on a pay-per-view card, even though I was on like the early prelims, like the early, early prelims. Dude, like it's freaking amazing, man. Like literally it was so awesome, guys. I can't even know. There's nothing that describes in like not fighting life what it feels like to be there. If it had been Michael Bisping, would you have jumped into his arms or was it like, it's gotta be Joe? Definitely not Michael Bisping. No, because I just don't feel like he's got that vibe, you know, like he's not like down for the ride. Like that dude will walk off on people who are like in the middle of their interviews. (laughs) I I heard you just say that, that you wish you got off the stripper choke. I don't think I've ever seen a a stripper choke finish in the UFC. Is is this, is this your own personal move? What's a stripper choke? Yeah, I have a whole guard. It's like stripper guard. Like, yo, like, Man, I do all this really crazy stuff that like you literally have never seen before. And um, it's super dope. You know, one day I'm going to put out a whole like flow grappling series on it. I yes, future, future <laughs> opponents. You will have no tape on this. You are going in blind. You have no idea how to defend this. <laughs> you, have, you stand no chance <laughs> climbing up the ring. Literally. It's, yes, that's so cool, man. Like I, when I, when I get to grapple with new people, like they're always like, Oh, this is different. Like, Oh, I wasn't expecting that. So it's really cool. <laughs> I've always, I've always wanted to see more rubber guard in the UFC. Right? Do you use rubber guard at all? I don't. Yeah. But like, it's like, you know, <laughs> and then like, you gotta like tie your foot. Like, <laughs> Shout out who was it? Nick Diaz, I think pulled off a go-go plata from rubber guard back in like, uh, in pride. I don't think anyone's in the UFC has ever pulled that off. That's always the one submission I want to see is I want to see someone do a go-go plata. I got you, man. Um, Promise I'll try it. Oh, perfect. I love it. Uh, I do want to get your thoughts on this past weekend's card, uh, in, uh, specifically in the main event. I, I assume you, you caught it, you watched it. Did Israel Adesanya win that main event, in your opinion? Whew, man, I don't, uh, you know, I love Izzy, first off. I do. Sure. And I think that, like, on the feet, yes, he was definitely outpointing Whitaker, but Whitaker did such a good job at recognizing that 
and going in for the takedowns. And he solidified these takedowns, man. And I was really impressed at how, like, quickly Adesanya was getting back up. But still, like, Whitaker got the takedowns. And I feel like right. they were – it was close enough on the feet that the takedowns definitely should have, like, accounted for more. So, like, you know, when they were interviewing him afterwards and Robert was like, man, I felt like I had done enough. Like, I get the vibe, dude. Like, he really had – I thought kind of done enough. Um, but they always say you have to beat the champ to be the champ. And right. maybe he didn't beat the champ bad enough. You know, we've seen a few of those controversial wins um, when it comes to championship belts, not so much in the uh, under ranks. Yeah, that, that's an interesting point because the whole you got to beat the champ to beat the champ is like that's what everyone's saying, but that's not <laughs> technically in the rule book. But it's time and time and time and time. I can think of countless examples that were close fights that I thought went one way, but they gave him to the champ. The other one that comes up in my head immediately is Dom Reyes against John Jones there a couple Literally, years ago. Literally, that was the first Literally. one that came to my head too. But then okay, you want right. to look at the example of Moreno versus Davidson. That fight was so freaking close, and they gave the belt back to right, Davidson. That's fair. So. I had Whitaker. I had him winning two, was it two, four, five, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. I tweeted out and I got ripped apart. People were like saying uh, I shouldn't, I should stick to other sports. I shouldn't even watch you or see anymore because I thought Whitaker won. I was like, hey, I thought it was kind of close. Like even if you think yeah. it was Adesanya, I don't think you can say it was like me saying Whitaker won is the craziest right. thing in the world. But uh, right. also I had money on Whitaker. So maybe uh, I was a little bit biased. That's, yeah. that's probably fair. Um, no, I, I, all fair points. I thought Whitaker put up a very valiant fight. It just, it shows how good Izzy is that it, like, Again, Vanessa said it very well. You have to really go out and make a statement that you are the champion now. You like better tie goes to the champ, in my opinion. That was a very close fight. Whitaker did land a few takedowns, but like, is he also stuffed a bunch of them too? I thought on the feet he was the better man. Yeah, Whitaker, I thought he, you know, looking back at the line, Izzy was, I think, minus 270, Whitaker plus 225 in that range. Probably a little bit closer than that if there was supposed to be a third fight, but Izzy's just too good, man. He's too, too long, too rangy. I, I thought. He rightfully won that fight. People who say Whitaker won, I'm not going to like say you're nuts like people in your replies to Ian, but ultimately, I thought the judge got right. I thought it was a fair scorecard. I don't think like Whitaker got hosed or anything. No, I, I, yeah, I don't think it's the, it was like a like, robbery. He, he got ripped off and that, no, it yeah. wasn't a robbery, right? That was the word I was like, definitely wasn't a robbery, but uh, I thought, I thought Whitaker mm-hmm. got the edge. Yeah, I, I was, I was expecting him to come forward a little bit more uh, when you, he kind of knew that he was behind on the scorecards. I was expecting him to just like, barrel in like he did but that's also how he got mm. caught so like i like he knew right. not to do Tough. that but also like when you're kind of like running behind a little bit like i was expecting a little bit more of that yeah go ahead amy <laughs> sorry <laughs> no that's okay i was just gonna say that I, like before the scores were read i i tweeted something like oh here comes the robbery tweets because i knew no matter which way it went somebody was gonna say robbery which if that's the case it's not a robbery <laughs> like it that people don't understand that. Close right. fight can't be a robbery. That's not how it works. Yeah, so. I do think they need to come up with a better scoring system. I don't. I, th- I actually think it was uh, Jeff Melina last week's guest who, who suggested it. I think it was him. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but they include was. five judges instead of three, so you got kind of have a broader uh, a broader view uh, on the fight. But then again, it's still yeah. going to add us on regardless. It was, it was a close fight. I've definitely noticed that judges are being a lot more accepting of MMA versus like it used to be like just boxing judges you know, who are like now doing MMA stuff. So it's like any sort of grappling, like jujitsu wise, like you were just automatically losing. And that's not necessarily the case anymore. Like I've seen so much more jujitsu and I've seen um, judges respecting the jujitsu. And I think that that's really cool. It goes to show some evolution, you know? Yeah, great point. Also, 
Yeah. I mean, listen, my favorite thing when I watch, obviously you are a UFC fighter, but I'm a big fan of the leg kicks. I think that they're the <laughs> most underrated thing going in UFC. They're the most effective, I think. And you think it's a great sign. of If people come out and they commit to the leg kicks, it chops down your opponent, slows them down, it pays off in the long run. You know, as a UFC fighter like that, what kind of strategy goes into something as simple as, like, I could sit on my couch and say, they got to work in the leg kicks. They got to slow, you know, stop their opponent from coming in. Are, are you, is it that simple? It's that much of a communication with your coach or are you not working in leg kicks at all? Ooh, I think that goes on like who uh, who mm-hmm. you're going up against. I use leg kicks a lot, which is exactly why I ate that right hand right down the middle of my throat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going in for a leg kick and she just jarred me right down the middle. Um, but like, you know, for example, with me, I'm fucking tough as nails, bro. You know, like there's literally nothing you can hit me with that like if it doesn't put me out, it's going to put mm. me back. I'm not going to go backwards, you know? So it's like you could kick me. But I don't know, like there's something in my brain that's just like, no, like, bitch, we're here to fight, you know, where I feel like some other people, like, they'll feel that and be like, you know, more conscious of what's getting hit. So it really depends on who are you fighting and like, what category do they kind of fall into? You know, like, what are their behaviors during the fight? Yeah. Like, I think that's really important as a fighter, you know, and analyst. (laughs) So one thing that a lot of the fans kind of like latched onto you was, Number one, the splits that you did during uh, weigh-ins, which I was like, ah, oh my God, I have the greatest photo of you. Um, two, jumping into Joe Rogan's arms. And three, your post-fight interview kind of revealing like your past as a stripper, the fact that you gave up stripping to fight. So like, did it surprise you how how fans like responded to all of that stuff? Man, um, I, you know, I got so much light and positivity and like, so many people are just like, man, you're so refreshing. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> like, just being me, man. Um, <laughs> and I think um, I wasn't expecting so much negativity just because of I, and I'd like to think that it's how I carry myself. You know, I think it would be a little bit different if I carried myself with um, a little bit more derogatory like way and I don't know, man. I think people like, they just like, they enjoy who I am. And they see that what I do is separate from who I am, you know? And I think that's really freaking cool. Like, I haven't seen a lot of negativity. And, like, I don't know, maybe also, like, I'm, like, blind to it because I don't look at that shit, you know? Like, I'm just such a positive person. <laughs> I haven't seen much negativity about it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All, really. Everything I've seen was really positive. So, you know, like I said, you did the splits. You jumped into Joe Rogan's arms. Is there anything planned for next time? Or is it going to be like a spontaneous? <laughs> oh, she's already thing. cooking something up. <laughs> I can't give all the secrets, you know. Yeah. I'm just going to have to watch and know I got some shit up my sleeve. All right. So you have something planned and we'll see. And then I have one fun question for you. I gave you a little bit of um, a, just a fair warning. I gave her a little warning so she could come up with some good answers because on the spot, you just never know. So I want to know of all the fighters, who do you think would make a good stripper and do you have stripper names for them Ooh, um so the stripper names i didn't get that far but definitely okay so the the current champ the venezuelan vixen i think that girl would just rock and roll man like personality wise <laughs> like she would just be able to go out there and just like get those dollars you know and uh i also think that there's like some really really pretty girls but um 
that are like fighters, like, man, so many of them. Amanda Rebus, I think has got the personality to just go out there and just like, people are just going to love her. You know, they're just going to give her money just because she's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the men? Are there like I don't know why, but I keep thinking like I could see Derek Lewis on the stripper pole. Like, <laughs> oh, you know he would get down. You yeah. know he would. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I got a name for a guy really quick. Former UFC fighter, fellow Canadian, which is why uh, he's always in the back of my mind. Elias Theodoro, because wasn't he uh, uh, a ring the ring card for Victor for a little bit? Yeah. Victor, yes, absolutely. He'd be perfect. Oh my gosh. And um, I feel like Johnny Walker has like a little like stripper vibe to him, you know? Yeah, that's a great call. <laughs> made a bad, totally. made a bad Michelle. Very topical. So, <laughs> so today yes. he said in his interview, actually, it's not a stripper related, but I could see that personality. He, we were asking him about his artwork. I guess he paints and he said, and so somebody asked him like, what's your favorite painting? And he said his favorite painting is of his fiance, but she, she won't let him share it because she's naked. And I don't know. I just see him as like one of these guys that's like expressive and free and like open and stuff. Like I could totally see that. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's got, you know, the personality and he's always dancing. Like he's got the moves, you know, like definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely Johnny. He's Walker. definitely a he's very definitely. like you know, showman in the you know octagon for better or worse. Oh yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. For sure. How do you guys have him uh, ranking up this weekend? But we can't say because we're gonna be we're gonna be competing against each other later. But how do you have him? Give us some tips. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I think that um, just from knowing him, like he is so much more focused right now than he's ever been in the past. You know, like when he was going up against uh, who was the last person that he fought? Um, Marco Santos, uh, if I believe, if I'm correct. No. Yes, 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 yes. Man, I had never seen him more lasered in, you know, and I feel like he really matured a lot in that camp. So like just knowing um, how important that was to him versus like a lot of his, his other fights, like he's just like so talented that I feel like he was just walking in there and fighting, you know, but um, now I feel like he's a lot more like niched in to like taking his camp a lot more seriously. And I know that he was out in Ireland and just really like isolated. So I think he's going to do pretty damn well, honestly. Okay. And then I guess our last our last question for you is, do you have an opponent coming up or a fight? In, you know, any kind of insight you can give us on when we might see you again? Man, I wish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, right now, um, I was still, you know, like it hasn't even been 30 days since I fought. And I was on that little suspension. So, you know, um, I'm just getting back into training. And like, I'm hoping that I can fight at like the end of May, uh, beginning of June. I know like that's kind of like when they're booking towards, but I have no opponents, like no names or anything yet. So I don't even have a date, like nothing, nothing, nothing. Do you have yeah. something you yeah. want to fight? I'm trying to fight. I'm trying to fight. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Here's your promo right now. <laughs> Let me at him. Let me at him. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's my spirit right there. Um, no, there's nobody who's like, I'm like calling out. Um, but I mean, shit, I should look at the roster and just start like picking people's <laughs> names and stuff and be like, you, hey, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see you see me. <laughs> awesome. Well, Vanessa, th thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. You've gained some fans tonight. We'll be keeping an eye on your career moving forward. Uh, best luck with everything. Thank you thank for your you time Vanessa. once again, Vanessa. Thank you guys for being awesome. <laughs> Have a good day ever. <laughs> see ya. That was awesome. That, that was really awesome. You can smile around her. Yeah. 
No, I mean, she's, just look, everything she was given from, you know, her fight IQ to all that, that was really uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree with AJ Hoffman here in the in the chat. Vanessa's awesome. She's bringing the energy. Very, very high energy. Uh, I love it. I, I love it. <laughs> I'll definitely be rooting for uh, for her in, in her next fight. What do you guys think? Should we get down to brass tacks here? Should we should we get into the draft? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I'm nervous. Cool. I'm nervous. I can't. If I go own, well, I guess I will announce this. Quick change to the draft for this week because it's a little bit of a smaller card, not a pay-per-view. We're narrowing it down from four rounds to three rounds. First round is going to be prelims only. Next to uh, the second and third round, we can include uh, main uh, main card fights. And I think that's it. I think we're ready. Last week, um, I will say quickly, one more time, I will remind you, anyone for watching, please subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel that you're watching on. Give us a like, all that good stuff. Share with your friends, family, and everyone. Reed, you were technically the winner last week, although it was kind of like a, like if this was like a NASCAR race or an F1 race, everyone else just crashed <laughs> and you're the only one that made it across the finish line. It's kind of how you got the win. Um, but because you were the winner out of the three of us, you do get to select uh, the draft order for this week. So you have not told us this. I don't know if you have a plan in mind or if you're just going to wing it. No, What's the draft to- order? Totally, totally have a you? plan here. I definitely want to lock up someone. So I'm going to be picking first this week. I am still a gentleman, okay. though. So I'm going to let Amy go second. Ian, I know you like the snake anyway. So I'll give you third and go back around to you. All right. It didn't work for me last week. So I was hoping to change it up. But hey, <laughs> Listen, that's hey, what win, happens when a you win lose. is a win, though. So like, I understand. Win's I did say I wanted to make sure I got Izzy because I thought he was very likely to win. I wanted to ensure I got something on the board. I did. So that my strategy paid off. So now I got to decide the draft order. Let the record show. Reed has a, well, really Jeff won. So it's a one and oh amongst the three. Yes. We'll have like two, we'll have two separate record keeping things for like the host yes. on the show and then a guest record. Yes. So I do want to say I did just come from media day and I spoke with every single fighter on the main card. So I have quite a bit of insight okay. this time that I did not have last time. And I will reveal it if you guys pick that fighter, but after you pick, because okay. I don't want to swear it. I have, I'm using my a little bit of my power here. All right, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, you have the yeah, you have the inside yeah. knowledge that myself and Reed certainly don't have. I'm so nervous. I can't get reverse swept again. So I have actually changed my strategy up a little bit. But let's get into it then. Uh, Reed, if you want to go first, uh, go ahead. Floor is yours. First overall pick uh, in the UFC, what is it? Vegas 48? Yes. Yeah. So Vegas 48 card first overall pick. Me Amy, if you guys were paying attention last week while Jeff was on, I was paying attention and Jeff really liked his training partner, David Onama, who's stepping in to fight Gabriel oh, Benitez yeah, right. in the featured prelim card. Yes, he is a slight favorite. I have right now, courtesy of Wimbet, he is currently sitting at minus 140, if I'm not mistaken. Minus 150, I apologize. Not, not scared. I'll take David Onama. He is 8-1. and one. He lost his debut to a very good Mason Jones in um, his debut. So I'm not necessarily scared about the loss, but I am scared about Gabriel Benitez's form. Got finished by uh, Billy Quarantillo in his last fight. Really just outclassed the entire time. Doesn't really look for takedowns. That's Onama's kind of flaw in his fighting. Jeff Molina likes him. He went 4-0. I think he knows his stuff. He's a pro. I'm going to just ride the coattails. So give me David Onama first pick. So one pick in the book, and uh, you've already stolen my pick. But I, I did I did actually forget that Molina said he trained with him uh, last week. I was going to pick him for other reasons, but uh, regardless, that pick has been sniped on me. Uh, Amy, unless you have any thoughts, you're up uh, second overall. No, no, I didn't talk to those guys, unfortunately. Um, but ironically, my first pick is Gabriel Ooh, Benitez. Okay. Oh, um, right there. 
It literally was my first pick. Um, All right. So I'm going to go with a little bit of the underdogs. Okay. That's the strategy this time? Yeah. I think part of the reason for that is, you know, like when a fighter is coming off with all these losses, they they know their job is at risk Mm -hmm. and it's at stake. And I almost always see them bounce back. Like, I don't know. I just see something in him. I think that he's a safe bet or not. I wouldn't call him a safe bet. He's a good bet if you want to make some money. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. He's a good, safe underdog bet. His opponent has no wins in the UFC, so he doesn't have that feeling yet. He doesn't know what it's like. He doesn't really have that, like, I'm going to lose it yet because he hasn't had it yet, mm-hmm. which could could be another kind of uh, factor there. But I, I don't know. I, I looked at that card, and he was the first name that kind of popped out to me. So Definitely a veteran, We're gonna 100%. Get- uh ziggy charmed in the chat saying molina killed it bring molina on every week please yeah we yeah, we, we have that molina on again, again no, soon. i mean I'm how sure can we bring him on again he's yeah, yeah. He's, he's i will quickly say who his picks were he was on all four favorites which i thought was kind of square at the time but then i mean if you're going four and oh you're going four and oh he was on arlovsky maxime grishin J- jared cannonier and bobby green so four and oh i saw jeff today too by the way he is in the corner of um david oh, oh no oh no i can't say oh, Nama. Oh, no, oh, He's no. in his corner. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, I love that's the confidence. Yeah. All right. So you two are already going head to head in the first uh, the first two picks here. Uh, so with it being snake draft, I have the next two picks. I'm looking at the prelim, obviously, with my first pick, um, and I'm going to go with one of the two women's fights, okay. and I'm going to go Jessica Rose Clark okay. minus one eighty five against Stephanie Egger. Mm-hmm. I believe is how you pronounce her last name. Obviously, you can tell already I'm taking a minus 185 favorite the week after I took uh, four picks, four underdogs. I, I can't I can't just take underdogs. I can't do that again. I need a win on the board, and Jessica Rose is going to give me that win that I need, even though it is a little chalky at minus 185. Uh, but she has all of a sudden kind of become a wrestler, or at least she's kind of started to involve uh, wrestling in her strategy a lot. Two straight wins. She has a combined six takedowns in those two wins. Uh, and now she's fighting a woman who has a takedown defense of just 40%. Uh, Stephanie's one and one in her UFC career, and her first loss was against Tracy Cortez. And how did Tr- Tr- Tracy Cortez beat her? Taking her down. <laughs> uh, so I think Jessica Rose is going to do the same thing. To, if she, if if I think that that would be the smart strategy for her would be to take Stephanie down. And if she does, I think she wins this fight with ease. So I'm just going to get a win uh, right away here. Jessica Rose Clark. Minus 185. I think that's super, super safe, like in a good way, obviously. Her yes. legs, I saw her today. Her legs looked massive. I've never noticed her legs looking like that. Like she's fit. So, yeah, I think that's a great pick. Listen, get on the board. I'm all for it. I got to get, <laughs> get on the board of the win. I got to get on the board of the win, especially because I'm, well, at least this next pick because it's my pick right away, uh, especially because I'm going to go back to an underdog. Um, I'm going to take uh, the guy, a guy who probably is, is definitely my top five favorite UFC fighters of uh, all time. I think you're taking my guy. Uh, who, has, who has won me. I honestly think, I don't know if there's another fighter that's won me as much money as this guy has uh, in my UFC betting career. So this is a respect bet. This is a veteran bet. I'm going Jim Miller. Yep. That's a great pick. Plus 150. Imagine making him a dog this weekend. Just imagine. What? I know. Why would he be an underdog? The, the, the disrespect. It's Jim Miller. The disrespect. What are we doing here? Given towards 
Jim Miller, one of the most underrated fighters in UFC history. I refuse to not bet on him when he's an underdog, uh, especially against a UFC newcomer. Like, are you kidding me? Plus 150 underdog. Literally, no person has more fights in the UFC than Jim Miller. He literally holds a record for most fights in the UFC. 38 fights. And now you're putting up against a guy who's never fought in the UFC. Like, you have to think that Nicholas Mota, Mata, is going to feel some kind of octagon jitters. I mean, this is literally, I mean, I've said this a couple times, but this is a UFC newcomer against quite literally the most experienced fighter in the history of the UFC. And it's not like Jim Miller's washed up. Yeah, he's getting old. Yeah, he's fought a ton. His first fight was all the way back at UFC 89 in 2008. Uh, but he's just coming off a knockout win. Jim Miller still has it. He's not washed up. He's still getting wins. He's still finishing his, his opponents. The fact that he's plus 150 is disrespectful. Let's put some respect on Jim Miller's name. Jim Miller plus 150 is my second pick. No, great say, pick. He was on my list as well, so I completely agree with everything you just said. But today at his interview, he spoke oh. a lot about retirement. Ooh. He spoke a lot about how he cannot wait to retire. Oh, but he didn't oh. say it's coming soon. He just says he's excited for that moment that he can walk out to the cage and know it's his last, which I'm a little bit worried that we might not know that it might be today or Saturday. I don't know. I, I There's a little bit of me that's like when you start hearing the fighters talk about after their career in a way like that, especially in a way that he's longing for it. That's <laughs> not Amy, that I mean, that is what you bring to the table is that you have this information that I don't have because more than any other sport, when UFC fighters start talking about mm-hmm. retirement, they have one foot out the door, and you can't have one foot out the door mm-hmm. in mixed martial arts. So I'm immediately concerned, <laughs> uh, but that's fine. I'll I'll ride my guy Jim Miller just even out of respect for how much money he's won me in the past. Uh, so Jim Miller, that's my pick. Amy, it's back to you. Unless Reed, do you have anything to say about Jim Miller? No, I'm honestly probably going to end up betting on him just because, again, it's like the Derek Brunson thing last week for me. This guy's made me a bunch of money. I'm fine. You, you give back some money sometimes. It's like charity. So anytime you see a plus money next to Jim Miller's name, you're throwing in a bet on him. And I don't think he should be an underdog in this spot, whether he's considering retirement or not. He has a takedown prowess. I like the pick. Okay, so my my pick now. When I first wrote my picks out, this guy was the underdog. Now he's not the underdog. So maybe I read it wrong. I'm going with Hill. Tomorrow. Yes. As much as I love Johnny Walker, and I think that Johnny Walker is amazing. There's something about the way that Hill was talking today. He had. I mean, I don't know if you guys looked on my Twitter, but I posted a little clip. He had this epic mic drop moment where he was like, "Pay attention to me." I don't. You know, everybody's been sleeping on me. What the hell? Like he's he's coming in this fight pissed and he has his son in his corner for the very first time. That's going to give him an edge that I think nobody else on the car is going to have. You, you, you have your kid in the corner. Like you can't lose him for your kid. Mm. Um, I just think that he's, he's a lock. He's my lock for the, for the card. I think he's absolutely going to win. So did you say this is a, like a, a new kid? Like, is this his first fight with the kid? It's his first. No. Well, the kid's not new. He's like 15 or something. <laughs> oh, okay. It looks about the age of my son. Um, but it's the first time the son has ever been in his corner, okay. has ever come okay, with him to a fight. So, yeah. Got it. So I think, I think you know, that's going to be, you know, Bisping talks about that. Cub Swanson talks about that, having their kids in their corners. You know, I don't know. I just think it's, I think that's an edge. I used to, I used to bet on what I, what, what we, what we called uh, me and some former coworkers, the new dad effect. 
is that the first fight after having a kid, people seem to come out strong. I yeah. guess it'd be and it's new, the new mom opposite for the too, women. It's the opposite. For is the it women. opposite for the women? It's the women. Yeah. yeah, the baby boom. It happened to Fred Van Vliet when the tar- Toronto Raptors won the championship. Um, I believe golfers, like in the past two years, have had like a crazy run of they had That's, a kid and just, like won a tournament. Like it's the baby boom. The big fight, I've, big fighter I remember who came out strong after he had a kid was Donald Cerrone. Donald Cerrone went on one of the big, best runs of his career at after he had a kid. Yeah. Um, no, and just to to bring it back to Jamal Hill, I don't really have a crazy lean on this fight because I think you're going to see violence. I think this fight's going to end quickly. And like Vanessa was saying, Johnny Walker has crazy talent. Can he channel, channel that? I don't know. But Jamal Hill has some power in his hands, and his only loss in the UFC was to Paul Craig and kind of a crazy – I I had money on Paul Craig winning by submission and he didn't, but we'll leave that for another time. But he snapped his arm. And, you know, besides that, Jamal Hill has been a force in the UFC. So I think he's rightfully the favorite. I think he's likely to win. Of course, you have like knockout power, Johnny Walker, but Amy, it's a great pick. I think Hill is very likely to win. And we're talking like light heavyweight, sneaky contender. There's a path for Hill to be in a title fight in the next like year or two, just because it's such a shallow division. He could easily run up the ranks. Yeah, I mean, like, For sure. he wins this fight, gets like I, I don't know, like Smith. Then he's a dog against Rakic, and then next thing you know, he's in a number one contender fight against like Dominic Reyes, and then what happens? You know, like it, the division's so shallow, he could easily find himself there. So I think he'll knows that there's a opportunity here, and he takes advantage of it. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, back to me. Okay. Yeah, no. We're all waiting. <laughs> um, okay, so Jim Miller was on my board. I have back-to-back picks here, so I'm going to go try and get both. So, again, I don't have many options, so I'm going to go for one underdog and one also moderately priced favorite that I think is – I've seen both guys recently, and I think that they're both good bets. So, my first pick, I'll go with the favorite first. I'm going uh, Jacqueline Buckley, minus 160. He's known, obviously, for his highlight knockout of Impa Kasagane, but – it's more of a fade of the other guy. Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, I think, is just absolutely nothing going there. Guy doesn't throw a lot of power. Had a fluky knockout in his last win. I don't buy it at all. Buckley, to me, at least has more of a well-rounded game. I don't think he's anything special, but I think he's clearly the side here. He's probably going to win by knockout. If I had to say, I think he wins this one early, just brings more power. But Buckley minus 160 is my play as pick number two. So another moderate favorite, but I think that, you know, he might look like minus 300 after this. I, I do have a little bit of an insight uh, about Abdul Razak Alas. Al- no, I'm not going to even try. Oh, thank Al-Hassan. you. I've been drinking. I don't know. <laughs> that guy. He is with a new camp. Okay. Which always proves to be a dangerous thing because you just don't know what kind of fighter you have. But he also pushed this fight due to an injury. And I think it's only been pushed a month, which means there could still be some lingering. He hasn't tested himself yet. He didn't reveal what the injury was. Maybe he did on social media. I'm not sure. But I think you have um, – that's that's a pretty good bet there. Yeah, I mean, also nine years older than Buckley. Like, I, I yeah, he's changing camps, but he's – trying to do the math in my head real quick. He's 37 years old. I don't think he's getting any younger. I I think Buckley, he's like a physical presence. I I think he's got I think he's got him covered. Ian, what do you think? I agree with that pick. I think that's a solid pick. I will say uh, for anyone watching this, if you're looking for a show where uh, the hosts are going to pronounce everyone's name right, you're, you're at the wrong show because we're going to just constantly mispronounce everyone's name. I'll hear names a hundred times and I'll still mispronounce them. Me too. So 
I had to I had to hype myself up to to pronounce uh, Demopolis correct <laughs> before we brought on our guest. So I think I nailed that. But uh, I digress. Reed, second pick. So this is uh, this is your final. Yes, pick. this is my final, final pick. And first pick of the third round. Your final. Yeah, pick. I, you know I'm feeling pretty good about my first two picks. You know, considerable favorites, but I, nothing crazy. Nothing like last week. So I'm going to take a shot with Jesse Schrader, uh, plus 200 underdog. Again, fade on the favorite here, Chad, another name we're going to spell or pronounce wrong here, and Helger. I Why is he minus 250? I know he has more fight experience. I know Schrader lost his debut in quick fashion, but I don't know. These guys are knockout artists. They're both low-level fighters. Why can't Schrader land a knockout punch? Plus 200. I can just, this board to me doesn't scream a lot of value. So I'd rather look for maybe an opportunity somewhere to cash. And Schrader to me, listen, maybe he gets run over, but he's a plus 200 underdog. So I'll take a stab. Tough, tough board to handicap yeah. for sure. Uh, interesting that you went back to the prelims for an underdog there. I, I, I don't hate it. Amy, what do we think? We see, we get any eyes on Schrader today? No, didn't get it. Didn't even, I don't even know that I would know what he looks like, to be honest. <laughs> he's, not one, he's not one that I recognize. No, I didn't see it. First fight of the card. No, he's the third fight. Oh, is he okay? I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at wrong information. <laughs> yeah, like Wikipedia is lying to me. Oh yeah, never. Um, come on, Wikipedia. <laughs> I sent she's you there. the she's fight. There. She's uh, I don't know why I'm looking at Wikipedia. I don't know why. I don't know why I trust Wikipedia. <laughs> oh. uh, that's on me. I'll, I'll I'll look at the sheet that you said. But Amy, I go ahead with your last pick. Any fight card online until I get the paper one from the UFC, even, and proud. even then. And even then, it's not. This one doesn't have it. But normally, I should find an old one. Normally, they'll say like revised like number. Mm-hmm. And one time, we got one that was like revised fourteen times, and I was like, "Oh my god!" People kept like cutting so, yeah, and getting drafts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that way, you knew which draft it was. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, this is hard for me, and I can't bet on like Johnny Walker now, right? Because no. I already bet. Can't, uh, can't do. Can't bet both right. sides. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go with another um, other side. I'm going to go with Nicholas Mota. Okay. Um, I originally was going to go with Jim Miller, but he's been taken. Jim Miller. I mean, uh, Nicholas was another one that at at media day was really fired up, really energetic. He said, "I hope I can say this on this live stream." He said, "Fuck and shit and ass" so many times. I've never heard a fighter occur so much, but like in ways that he was like. I've been fucking training for this camp. I worked my ass off. I mean, it was like, he was so excited and he was not like that in any of the other media interviews we've done, because I'm not sure if you guys realize he has been booked multiple times, even got to media day and then his fights fell through. So I think that even though he is going up against Jim Miller and he's an icon, there's always a chance for an upset with MMA. And especially because you've got this guy who is pissed off that he's been working so hard and every fight falls through. He's not going to squander that chance that he's been waiting for 15 months, I think is how long he's been waiting. That's crazy. So I I, I got to go with him. Well, I mean, to your point earlier where you said that Jim Miller might have one foot out the door and be thinking yeah. about retirement, that is going to help your pick if, if that's the information that you found out. So, uh, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say I agree with the pick because I'm on Jim Miller, but... I, I, your reasoning about how Jim Miller is one foot out the door makes me worried about uh, Jim also Miller. just so, again. What I said also, Ian, like I'm going to probably bet on Jim Miller because he has that kind of respect. But look at it from just the other side, being like objective when you're handicapping these fights. Like Moda's going to want to make a statement. You know, maybe he has some first fight jitters and all that. But this could these are the type of fights that sets a guy up. So I do expect eventually, you know, if he's able to send some takedowns, he's going to grow into this fight. So, you know, looking at it from both sides, I'm going to end up probably on the Miller side, but I see the rationale for taking a guy like Moda. Moda. Well, I've been saying right. 
That's Moda? what his name is now. Moda. So I'll, I'll finish things up here. The last pick in the draft. Um, I guess I'm going to do this. I said I was going to change up my strategy when one favorite. Now I'm going to go two underdogs. I am going to go with the final pick in the draft, Johnny Walker. Okay. Give me Johnny. I am. I am pretty big... well for me to get another win. You guys hopefully cancel each other out. Grab another <laughs> win. I am a. I am a big Johnny Walker. I have been for a last time when he knocked out Misha Sirkinov. Sirkinov. Back at UFC 235, um, I said to my former co-worker, Scott Hastings, shout out to Scott Hastings, I said, this is the man that's going to beat John Jones. Um, since then, John Walker, Johnny Walker has gone uh, one and three. <laughs> so, and John, who knows what's going on with John and Jones? John so. Jones is, is, is uh, why can't I think of the word I want to use here, is, is avoiding Johnny Walker. Clearly, he's running. Yes, he's running. He's yeah, scared. That's true. John, he John Jones went to he went to heavyweight because he's scared of John yes. Walker. That, that's, I like that. Let's I like that. that. I, I Let's like that, that on Twitter. <laughs> that's, that's the right take. John Jones already <laughs> hates me. I don't care. Uh, I've lost to John Jones. Maybe we'll save that for another show. No, I was going to agree with you. I used to have a poster of John Jones back in college, and that got ripped out at one point. Uh, I'm very anti-John. Dom Ray has won that fight. Um, yeah. But no, I am on uh, Yeah, Johnny Walker here. 15 of his 18 wins have come by Nako. Five of Jama Is it Jum? Pronounce his first name for me. Jamahal? Jamal. Jamal. Is it just yeah. Jamal? Like I, I do said, the same thing when I look at it. I go, Jamal. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Um, Nine of his wins have come by knockout. I think someone's going down in this fight. So anytime mm-hmm. there's a fight between two guys who are knockout artists, uh, I usually just go towards the underdogs. I did it last week with Ty Tuivasa. I know I didn't draft him last week. I wish I did. I did bet on Tuivasa, though. One of my only two wins I had in last week's card, him and Moicano were my only wins. Um, but that's it's a similar reasoning. Two guys that are knockout artists, one of them is going to go down. Why not take a shot on a two-to-one underdog? Uh, I think he's being a little bit undervalued because of his recent record. But, I mean, he's fought the top guys in the division. And I don't know. I, I I mean, Vanessa brought it up. She thinks that Johnny Walker is uh, zoned in for this fight. So when she said that, that kind of sealed my opinion on, on taking a shot of them in this draft. So I'm nervous because I went all underdogs last week. I went 0-4. Two of my picks are underdogs this week. One of them's a 2-1 to one underdog, so it makes me nervous. Um, but I'm going to take a shot. Johnny Walker's my guy. I'm going down with the shoot. Yeah. No, I your stuff on heavyweight you know, variants, and I kind of mentioned it too, not to try and talk both side, out of both sides of my mouth, but – these fights are going to end quickly. It just takes one shot. Same reason why I took Schrader. These fights are going to end in the distance. Why not take the bigger payout? So I don't hate the pick. I'm probably going to stay off the main event, though. I just don't see much value in it. But I can't hate either side because it seems like um, Jamal is kind of the one surging while Walker's trying to kind of hang on to being in the mix. And he has a lot of knockout power, so I don't hate it. You know, I agree with what Vanessa said about him uh, seeming dialed in today. He just seemed very relaxed and calm, not like the Johnny Walker that's like cracking jokes and being weird and being crazy. And that could be good and that could be bad. We just have to see. But if it's a dialed in Johnny Walker, I think that's a good bet. And I wanted to touch on one person that we didn't t- uh, talk about. Um, yeah, Jamie, Jamie Pickett, actually technically too, but Jamie Pickett, um, he is fighting Kyle Dawkins. He mentioned off camera as he was walking out um, that he was really tired from his weight cut and he was really low mm. energy. And he mentioned that people were picking it up in the UFC. They kept asking him like, why are you so low energy? I saw that as well. So that might be just a tip for anybody. I'm not saying he's going to miss weight or anything mm-hmm. like that, but if he's already tired, that could, that could transfer into his fight. Considerable underdog. Kyle Dawkins, what are his odds right now? Right? Underdog, correct, Minus, right? I believe so. Kyle Dawkins is a favorite. He is 
Minus two. I can't find his name in this list. He's in the co-main. It's Kyle Dawkins. Yeah, uh, oh, minus yeah. two sixty-five. Yeah, so people may be kind of wise so to that. Yeah. So if you're not, if you don't want, if you're looking for like a good underdog bet, I would not go with that. One. Interesting. Kyle Dawkins is pretty good. Kyle Dawkins is a tough out. So not, not someone you're looking forward to facing if you're not in the best of shape for sure. And maybe that maybe that's a situation you want to look at Kyle Dawkins to win inside the distance. I don't have the exact odds on that, but you probably don't want to lay two minus two sixty-five. So maybe you bet on him to finish finish the fight. Uh, probably get a lot closer to even money on that. Excellent point. And then I also wanted to talk. We got to. I want to do like a cool thing that we do on fansided.com. We do a who is kind of like profile of a new fighter. I wanted to pick somebody on this card that maybe you guys don't know, introduce him to you, give you a little bit of insight from fight camp. Um, and so I wanted to feature Jay Perrin. He is a last minute replacement. I think he filled in yesterday for um, Khalid Taha, which is who I was originally going to feature. <laughs> Um, which is kind of ironic, but you know, Jay is fighting out of Las Vegas. So he is not going to have the travel, um, you know, wear and tear that an, uh, an, a short notice fighter coming from somewhere else might have. That's a good, good sign. There's no odds on this fight yet. I don't think just because it's so new check, maybe tomorrow, check in a couple hours. There might be some now who knows. I'll check um, so I we're getting the video queued up. Cool. <laughs> um, and, and he is fighting Mario Bautista, who is coming off a loss, has not won a fight since 2020. Um, but that fight, he did have a really crazy flying knee knockout. So that's that's something to consider. And he hasn't fought since 2021. So it's been a year since he's fought. Um, so that's another thing to think about. So I want to give you guys a little bit of um, insight into Jay as well. He lost his Dana White Contender Series fight via um, controversial decision. So a lot of people felt like he won that fight. Um, so he's going to come in with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, I believe. He is a former champion of Cage Titans and a current champion of CES. And he was actually training for that uh, to defend that title. So he was already in a fight camp. So that's another good thing. Most short nose fighters are not in fight camp, not fight ready. He is definitely fight ready. And he has only the one loss since 2017. So I think he's like real. Like this is a legit mm-hmm. guy coming in. Um, and I actually talked to him today, and here's what he had to say. 100 bucks on me because uh, no matter what you do, no matter what you're good at, my attitude is, fuck you, I win. So it um, doesn't matter what you're good at. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm going to come in there and bring it. I break people with pressure. Um, I'm good everywhere. There's not a single place in this fight that I'm going to go that I'm not going to feel comfortable. So if you've watched any of my fights, look it up. You know what I mean? in the pudding. Um, if you don't, that's fine. You're just going to miss out on money. Yeah, ouch. That's crazy, right? How yeah. gangster is that? Getting a haircut, too, at the same time. Just absolute yeah. legend. I'm trying to find – there's still no odds, at least, um, where I bet. So I fights, but. so so I know WinBet doesn't have them up right now. The consensus odds have looked around, though, a little bit higher at, than 2-1 to one for Jay Perrin. So when it gets posted at WinBet, you're probably going to get a little bit better than 2-1. to one. Um, That clip, it was enough. I'm convinced. I will <laughs> yeah, sprinkle I on, him. Sold on him. If he's going to do that, I'll sprinkle on him. Where the yeah. shot? Yeah. Jay, how do you pronounce his last name? Perrin? Perrin. I'm assuming that's uh, my, that's a family name. That's how we pronounce it. So I, I'm assuming. Yeah. So it's probably going to be a little bit above two to one. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to sprinkle on him. I will say yeah, absolutely. these short notice fighters, sometimes like they always get set as big underdogs. And some of them, sometimes they just pull it off because number one, they don't really have anything to lose. Mm. So it's like, yeah, I'm getting thrown in. I'm not expected to win. And I can tell by that his attitude from that, you know, 15 second clip. Uh, he's going to go in balls of the wall. I can tell from that already. He has nothing to lose, so why not 
uh, a memory I have is the first card that was hosted back in my home province, Nova Scotia, in Halifax. Soldo crowd, I think it was the week of, uh, our own hometown boy, Chris Kalitis, if you guys remember that name from a while back, uh, got shoved into like the second prelim fight, uh, and he beat... Patty O'Hulahan, was that the guy's name? The Irish guy? Oh my gosh, I miss him so much. Patty. <laughs> yeah, did I get that right? Was it Patty O'Hulahan? I don't or know if it was him. I was probably before my time, but I love Patty. Yeah, so, um, no, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely the, the Patty, the fly, he was a flyweight Irish fighter. Uh, and Chris Flyers yeah, won. He was a huge underdog, got slotted in the week of. The place went nuts. It was sold out even for the first prelim because we don't get professional sports in Nova Scotia. So we got sold out. So that whenever I think of a guy who gets slotted in in the last second from the area, mm-hmm. I think of Chris Kalidas. So and he won that fight. If he can do it, this uh, Jay Perrin can win it after based on that 10 second video. I'm in. I'll bet on it. Jay, you got my bet. I don't want to be the loser who who uh, loses on, by not betting on, on you. Big exactly. As you said. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, let's recap our picks here, and then we will, uh, unless we have any final thoughts, we can uh, close the show here. Um, no, I got the recap right here. Wrote it down this time. Perfect. Because I was going to say, I once again did not write down my own picks. Okay. Yeah. So, Hollihan lost his smoke. Uh, yeah. So it was yeah, Patty, o, Patty O'Hollihan or Patty Hollihan. VT just started yeah. in the chat. Um, so I went first. I took David Onama, minus 150, Joaquin Buckley, minus 160, and Jesse. Schroeder plus 200, Jesse Schrader, sorry. Then Amy, she had the second pick. She went with Gabriel Benitez at plus 130, Jamal Hill at minus 255, and Nicholas, Nicholas Moda at minus 180. Just terrible with names. Uh, Ian, he had the last pick. He went with Jessica Rose Clark at minus 185, Jim Miller, the legend, plus 150, and Johnny Walker in the main event at plus 200. So there is our three-round UFC Vegas 48 uh, betting draft. Great work, guys. Hopefully, better, I just looked it up. hopefully better results than last time. Can't get much worse. Oh, That's the only upside of this. Literally. <laughs> I just looked it up to verify Patty Hollihan against Chris Clydes back in October 4th, 2014. Um, and you were in the times. building. I was in the building. My first ever live UFC fight. The only actual live UFC fight I've been to so far. Uh, Rory McDonald won the main event. He was like going to be like the next GSP and. He was not. Didn't quite happen. Didn't quite get there. Although his fight with Robbie Lawler for the title is one of the greatest fights of all time. He is a really uh, terrifying man to be in the room with. Oh, yeah. I was at his gym one time. On yeah, I was in a room alone with him. And I, I mean, I didn't know he was in the room. I turned around. He was standing right there. Just silence. It was like you could cut the air in there. It was like with a knife. It was so terrifying. Super nice guy. But it's just like he has this presence. It's like, oh. Uh. I always thought, it should, uh, thought he should have gone by the nickname the Canadian Psycho because he kind of reminds me of uh, Christian Bale and the American. But he didn't like that nickname, so he never <laughs> went with it. Um, but that's it. Uh, any final thoughts at all before we wrap things up here? Reed, any final thoughts? No. Um, just hoping for a better card this time around for all of us. And, of course, I hope yes. I come out on top. Um, the Sunshine Pilsner hopefully takes me home this time. And if you're looking for the interviews with that I was referring to, they're all on the fan-sided YouTube, fan-sided MMA YouTube. And I'll also have all the post-fights as well up there for you. Yes, good call with that. Amy, be sure to, uh, for everyone to check that out. And uh, once again, like this video, like the stream, subscribe, all that good stuff. Let everyone know about it. This is only the second show that we've done. We're going to keep going. Our picks are going to be better than <laughs> what they were last week. That is one thing I can promise you. Do we want to give a teaser that- for our next week's guest? Yes. yes. Why, don't we, why don't we not say the name, but let's see if people can guess who it is. Okay. Okay. So you ran some weight, and he has mm-hmm. fought in 2022. He's fought this year. Yeah. yeah. So guess okay. Guess in the comments. There you go. Guess in the comments. UFC Bantamweight. We already have him locked in. 
Uh, I also just gave another hint. It's a it's a man, not not a woman. I just gave away that. I just gave <laughs> yeah. away that hint, but that's all right. It's a bantamweight man. Already fine. Twenty two. 2022 yes you will be our guest next week be sure to tune in same time same place wednesday uh 7 p.m eastern thank you all for tuning in best of luck to your bets best of luck to our bets uh thank you all for tuning in we'll see you next week